episode is brought to you by Studman 1988. Want a designer fragrance for an affordable price? Visit Studman1988.com and use code HOODIE10 to save 10% on your purchase. But yo, Davion, what's on your mind? You was you was already going, just nothing, man. Well, yeah, because you get all of us in a room. We're gonna talk about something, man. I know, one hundred percent. You know, um, nah. I mean, here's the deal. I mean, we kind of came to this conclusion just talking about something. Uh, what was it? Where were we at? Oh, let, let's bring up the black culture. Oh, okay. um, all right, yeah. Let's try to leave the politics a little bit out of it, but bring it in there though. Because oh, I, I want to hear it. Matter of fact Let me not even tell you What to do Do what you do Do what you do Yeah I mean I, From the concept of time You know I, I think we were Discussing You know What it means to like What you do with your time How much you value your time Are, are you Are you buying out your time And that, I think mm. that was the phrase That we kind of had Talked a little bit about mm. um, I forget where we were at But You know If you want to keep that In the context of black culture I mean Historically speaking You know Um we're just now getting to a point where I think our time is ours now, mm. right? Or it has the ability to be if we choose for it to be. Mm. Um, you know, uh, that's kind of was my th thought process, which kind of led to this idea. Because I remember when you were doing the um, the first episode of the podcast, yeah. and you were kind of talking about the idea of taking the hoodie off and, and, and having these real and authentic conversations Um Topics that a lot of us think about but don't talk about. My thought was, look at him taking his time, time of his day to do something he's passionate about, but also something I felt was necessary or beneficial to our people, mm. you know? And then to have uh, Uncle Fred on there, no less, yeah. you know, and relate his experiences. Mm. That's someone who's walked in the footsteps that, on all sides, right? I mean, he's done... He's achieved a pinnacle of success in different walks of life, that I don't even believe you could actually fit in a real lifetime, but somehow he did. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. Yeah. I mean, am I am I just babbling? Do you yeah, understand? Yeah, where I'm if you have, he had years know? added. He's like he had years added just to get yeah. that done, mm -hmm. just to achieve that. Like in a prior life, man, he was just something happened, man. He just, all right, I'm gonna make it to myself. I'm gonna keep this experience, and you know, and some of it is, you know, the the air of the the eighties and the, you know seventies and the eighties and growing up fast. And, oh, quick mm. quick recap. Yeah. This, that episode's actually not released yet. Which one? That Uncle Fred episode. We're, really? We're, we're holding that. Oh, some, shit. My bad. Surprise. I mean, oh, happen. crap. My bad. I got to no, 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 <laughs> We reference it from here. And from no, trust me. Yeah, but. You, can, you can do whatever you want. But So just the reference for those newcomers. That so, episode's coming this year. So we're just gonna we're just hyping up that yeah, oh, episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 That, that was That's his damn life. No, you're right. It's like he had years yeah. at it, but in less time. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. I definitely think like the... um. The changing in the era has definitely had a lot to a lot to play in that. Due to, you know, you have technology, and then, mm. um, you know, Pookie, for instance, yeah. like you know, like that played a huge role in it. She gets older, like he has to think smarter, like to make changes to his life. So you got a kid, you got a daughter. Pushes you in different directions, you know. So no, that no, definitely he without a doubt. Because well, I, I mean I'm a firm believer I don't even have kids But just from what I've seen You know I'm a firm believer In like having children Ages you Oh fuck You know man. like but if you do it <laughs> But if you do it the right way Yo. I feel like it ages you positively I feel Yeah like, Yeah You know like If you look at Uncle yeah. Fred Like he's gained so much wisdom mm -hmm. Just from that That wow. one experience You know, experience. look how much wisdom He's gained doing it the right way So wow. So let's take that a step farther Right mm -hmm. Um, At some point um, We'll use Uncle Fred is the anecdote because this is where the conversation led into, but he had to think to himself. He had to sit down and think to himself as a grown man, as a black man living his realities, that he mm -hmm. had to stop using his time for what he was doing and take some or all of that time or most of that time, even if it was the, a sacrifice for himself, and put it towards Pookie, right? Put it towards yeah. his, his child. That's a good example of kind of the, the heart of what I've been chewing on for these past few months, especially, mm. is am I buying out my time? Am, mm. am, am I taking that time away from whatever it else I think is more fruitful or productive? And am I giving that to my seed? Mm. And if the answer is no, the, why not? What, what's better than that, right? Yeah. Um, wow. And that's why I think having children ages you if it's, if it, in a positive way, as you said, if you, if you approach it right, because you start to realize I'm no longer just for myself. 
Mm. You know, when you got when you when you when you're with somebody and you have a significant other or whatever, yeah, to some degree, I think you feel that too. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a, an air of solvency, especially for our generation, for significant others. Um, mm. I'm married. In 90 days, I could be just as easily unmarried. Mm. It's a very reversible decision. It's a very reversible oh, choice. Wow. A kid, not so much, right? No. Um, now, in, 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 the, in the general realms of society, I mean, you know. Um, so when I see my son, I can't just one day absolve myself of him and say, nah. And if I do, what does that say about me? What does that say about the previous generations who, who are the reason why I can stand and walk into existence? Mm. So he bought out, Uncle Fred bought out the time. And you see wow. the, the dividends. Yeah. You know, Poogie's bright, intelligent. She oh, has a mind of her own. She walks this. She walks the world, right? Um, uh -huh. And no parent's perfect. I mean, it's not to like glorify or, uh, you know, pay anything other than homage to your parents, right? Yeah. Um, and I know there's bad examples out there and things like that too, but just speaking within the realm of our family, even if we lost a parent, um, we gained family members who were willing to do that. I think the mm. the, the Jarmans, the Knowles, the Montgomerys believe in the, the village concept, right? Mm -hmm. Where it takes a village to raise your kin. So I don't think any of us have ever felt, or I guess we felt it. I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but there were times where I felt like I needed more, but there was somebody I could call. Mm. When I had an issue, when I came back from Baltimore slipping and sliding and I couldn't, relate to my father uncle fred had conversations with me my my nana uh sid's mom had conversations with me um other people stepped in right and i mean they had to buy out the time to do that right even if it's mm. just a 10 or 15 minute conversation that 10 or 15 minute conversation adds up and then changed the way i approached life and allowed me to buy my time out and give it to the people I believe it belongs to, hmm. you know? Um, and I mean, Uncle Fred's is such a great example. I hate to keep, <laughs> you know, returning to that, yeah. but he's a good example of someone who, who took a hard look at that. I mean, to the, the bare bones of it, he started off in a position behind by societal marks, right? I mean, yeah, 100%. you know, uh, his realities and his upbringing are different than ours. And still he culminated that in a successful raising of his of, of his kin and and helping with his grandchildren yeah and, and on top of that you know bred success for himself that's it throughout all of it you know you know award awarded and accomplished poet you know mind in general i mean mm -hmm. i wouldn't be surprised and not just because he's our uncle but i wouldn't be surprised if he uh you know goes down at least in the, the terms of history here as one of the greatest minds you know yeah. um, and he's still going Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, yeah he's far to go. Is that he's still he far to go. He he's still going, mm -hmm. and I love it because, and I think we had discussed this one time before on the pod. I love it because it keeps people questioning what's next. Mm -hmm. You know, you never really want to be known as somebody who by known by one thing. Yeah, you never let them. You never let them know your next move. I don't know if you guys have seen like the TikToks or anything. Yeah. Um, you gotta see them. They're hilarious. But like, you never let anybody know your next move mm. because one, when you, it's good to speak things what you want into the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know that that's how manifestation works. Aside from putting the work behind it, but you really don't want to speak too much on what you're working on because then it takes away from, you know. I don't know the explanation why, mm -hmm. but I, it takes away from something where you're achieving that, you know, to where you've talked about it so much, you mm -hmm. know, that you're more focused on talking about it than actually accomplishing it. Nice. You know, like you spend so much time talking about it, but all the time you spend talking about it because if me and Mally spent all this time talking about the podcast instead of actually doing it, where would we be? Probably not doing it. That's not not anywhere close. I get that. At some point, you got to create a habit, right? So if your yeah. habit is talking about it and not doing it, I can see where you're coming from with you that. Know, but if you just create the conscious habit of doing it, you know, hmm. or like going to the gym. Yeah. A lot of people say they're going to go to the gym, you know, like, and then... <laughs> 
Yeah, you January, know, they all in there, right? Yeah, you know, everybody's there. Or, you know, like some people yeah. say they're going to go next week. You yeah. know, and it's like, but what if you don't see next week? Or next week gets there, right? Every day is sufficient with its own anxieties. So. Exactly. You know, like, so that's, so now you just put more pressure on yourself mm-hmm. to go because you didn't feel like, because you felt like it was a lot of pressure to go right then and there or the next available moment you had to go. Right, right. You know, you, you put that pressure on yourself. So now next week comes and you're like, your reward receptors aren't aren't going off because so you're sacrificing dopamine and, and endorphins that you could be receiving from just accomplishing your goals wow. you know like yeah it's gonna be hard nothing worth accomplishing is easy <laughs> and that is the one lesson that stands true throughout all history you know like hmm. nothing great in this world was easy right. you know from from religion to America. science to politics you know whatever yeah. you want to wow. Um, whatever you want to give it up to, to yeah, lack for yeah. lack of better words, that's what it really comes down to. And I think to see an example of that, yeah, especially so close to home, it's kind of like it's it's very eye opening. Truth, and it always had me believing. Like as soon as I found out, you know, Uncle Fred's story, because I found out long before we did the pod that first episode of the podcast mm-hmm. and you know like it it's just like a culture shock because you think uncle fred and you're like there's no way yeah like, right. you, know, there's, there's, you see the wow. pants and the socks and you're just like no nah, there's no, this that, guy yeah, like, no, there's a generational divide right there I yeah because wow. you know yeah man it's and he could still touch us mm-hmm. yeah it's true and this is actually professor knows for a lot of you that's probably what you know him by is professor knows mm-hmm. out at three rivers uh community college but he's still a like kids. People come up to me like, "Yo, your uncle, yo, yo, he, you're, you're just like him. Oh my goodness, he's like the older you. He's the way he dresses his hair." <laughs> I'm like, dog, yo. to be, to have gone through so so many phases in life, and to not be recognized by that, but by that who you have not become yet. Mm-hmm. No, it speaks for itself. It speaks volumes, you know? And I think it's indicative it didn't happen by accident. It was planned, mm, right? Yeah. It was chosen, bro. In some ways, but, you know, if to the spiritual side of things, for sure, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you have to be, to, to walk a certain path, you have to kind of be, I guess, I guess not destiny, but there are some people who are more gifted than others, right? Yeah, you can't force it. No. No, no there's certain things in life that you can't, there's certain skills and certain gifts that you can't just acquire through study or practice. No one exactly right. Yeah. So these are, in the, I mean, these are in, in depending on what spiritual way you walk. I mean, those are God given abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, <laughs> but it's one thing. How many people do we know? For every uh, professor Knowles, there is how many other people do we know who have had talents and stuck to complacency, you know? Mm. Or mm-hmm. started to make excuses as to why when something got difficult, they put it mm. down. Mm. Wow. I mean, it's not an accident that he has become who he's become and is continuing mm. in becoming what he, where he wants to go. Yeah. If he was ever content or satisfied with what he had accomplished, he would have stopped. A long time ago. A long time, a long time ago. ago. I remember sure. going to his shows when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Just watching him just... Like, you know what's crazy? There'd be like six other people come do their thing, play the saxophone, do whatever they do, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then the minute he grabbed that mic, it's the first of all, Silent. first of all, first of all, the room is packed. Yeah. yeah. The room is packed. That's number one. Number two, it's silent. And the, the yeah. silence is like definite. The silence. He gets respect in two different manners, in loudness and in quietness. Yeah. That's respect, bro. Mm. For sure. Rappers got to have respect out in loudness because that's kind of what their music is. No disrespect to some who do it. Not all are like that. Well, everyone say, oh, we're I, gonna, know, we're I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know our generation of people. I know, I knew that one was coming. So yeah. I, had to, I had to throw the disclaimer out there. But like, and then to sit there and just watch him paint a picture. Mm. Like, I've read his book like three times because, you know, I, we, we did that. The uh, Black Rose City? Yep. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. some of the stuff, I'd be like, Norwich? For real. Yeah, I'd be like, and it's the end. History is just repeating itself. Oh, 
for sure, man. I call that book the greatest op-ed in history that no one knows about right mm. there. Mm. You know? Because there's so much reality written in those pages. All those metaphors have grounded in something, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, damn. You know? Uh, and I mean, he, and he is but one man, right? Mm. What's to stop any of us in this room from going as far or further than he is and continuing that, right? I mean, that's the mm. goal, right? I mean, in some way we've, uh, we put him up here, right? But he's a human too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. To humanize it, I mean, how much of the struggle that he went to was him taking his time, the most valuable thing he has and putting it towards something um, that dealt harm to him or to others, right? Yeah. Um, he's a human he's a he's a human being who walks this earth and makes mistakes um and those mistakes have helped him to grow because he chose that right mm -hmm. i mean that's where the god driven path comes into play yeah. um you know he's a deeply spiritual person not Very. religious but spiritual right Very. so Very. what's to stop any of us from achieving these things right that we want to do and and that comes down to the the god-given path in in your destiny as being free will Mm -hmm. because that is truly the path you know the path of free will the, free, the path that you walk that you have the freedom to go left or go right or continue straight through whatever you know like mm -hmm. to go high go low you you have that freedom no matter what in your journey and that's where you grow from mm -hmm. is those right. decisions that you make throughout that path and and like I don't know I don't want to keep coming back to religion but like you know god says like i have not given you the spirit of fear right you know like he did not bestow in us the spirit of fear so when you walk through that path of free will you shouldn't fear any decisions or any hmm. obstacles that come upon you because they're they're going to be there facts you know you can't there's not a single path and if you walk through a if you were to walk through a predestined path you know where it's going to end. <laughs> That's true, too. You know, and if there was a pre... And then how... And then, you know, like, how do you expect there to be a predestined path for every single one of us? You know, there's there's consequences for your for your action, for your negative actions and the rewards for your positive ones. True, or even consequences for your positive there ones sometimes. There is consequences. <laughs> and there's rewards for your negative ones, too. Which Unfortunately. Is, which is the crazy thing in... You know, but that's up that's up to you to decipher where where you want to lay that path of free will. I yeah, because because right. Oh, I was about to, I almost lost my thought. Crazy there for a second, but because if you don't, you know, and that's where accountability comes in. Because if you don't make the right choices, mm -hmm. rather they be good or bad, because sometimes you know making the wrong choice might be the right thing mm. to you. True. You know, that might have seemed like the right thing to do at the time. Or what if you're faced with nothing but wrong choices? Exactly. So. But then who's to say who? And then that comes down to, are you, are they wrong to you? Right. Are those choices wrong to you? Mm. Are those choices wrong to, to Mally? Are those choices wrong to Davion? Are those choices wrong... To, to Sid, Uncle Fred, you know, yeah. so on and so forth. Like, you know, so what matters is what comes from you. So if you believe those choices are wrong, mm. then, yeah, you've surrounded yourself with wrong choices. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, that's the conscience speaking too, right? I mean, mm. and, and I know you said, you know, you don't want to drag religion into it or anything like that. But to me, any conversation worth having is going to have a spiritual element because humans are spiritual beings in some, some degree. No matter what walk of life that you choose, no matter if you're into organized religion, whatever organized religion you choose, no matter what you do in life, it's always going to come back to something else is driving you. Mm. Um, and for much of human existence, we've attributed that to God or gods, right? Um, so if we're going to have a real conversation, spirituality is going to come into play. It's going to have to. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, everyone's spirituality looks a little bit different. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, not no, to polarize it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I grew up Christian, but especially in, as I ventured into my adult life, I've kind of 
absolve myself of organized religion as a concept. Um, mm. You know, but in with that being said, I think I've delved more into uh, religious text of all walks of life when I made that decision. So mm. in some degree, the the decision to step away from organized religion helped me dive deeper into the spirituality of human beings um, and helped me un better understand my relationship with a creator than that I had in an entire existence of being brought up as a, as a Christian. Um, and not to derail the conversation or hijack the narrative, but no, take, do what you need. We take whatever turns come. Good go. Yeah, we just flow through it. Have it just fun. goes. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, but I think if we're going to have a real conversation, um, prefacing black culture, especially um, a, a culture founded in power and struggle, but also in a, in a dark history of forced subservience, we have to bring spirituality into play. Mm -hmm. um, our gods were, were taken from us. Mm -hmm. uh, we were given someone else's gods and even then made that our own. Um, so is that the rise of religion or is it the rise of the spiritual being of, of humans, of mankind, mm. and present within us where we refuse to surrender ourselves? Um, wow. I don't know, man. I mean... Wow. I mean, that's a whole other conversation yeah, that we'll tell a lot let's of people. Let's do it, Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it. Break it let's down. Do it, you're bro. completely right because there's texts and videos that you can you can read and watch that say on repeat that you know the people of Africa worship gods of the the sun and the moon and and the land and so on and so forth. They didn't worship one god. They worship multiple spiritual entities that. Mm combined together to make their earth in a sense you know like in their their world and their beliefs so then sure. you know coming the white settlers from all over europe you mm -hmm. know not just <laughs> you know from england or wherever you know from all over europe there's people who settled in africa and took slaves in africa mm -hmm. and stayed there because that happened yep. you know <laughs> they didn't just take them and ship them places so uh -huh. um you know they're reading Christianity and mm. enforcing it on them. And then in America, you have you have those slaves relying on Christianity as mm. a means of hope and, you know, and safety and security, mm. you know, then to be when, which is, which is mind boggling to me to think about how, how our families have come to be because in, in the black community as a whole, not just our family, mm -hmm. and how our families have come to be through slavery, because mm -hmm. slavery had never ended, because mm -hmm. it was it was instilled in our foundation. Mm -hmm. Slavery is our foundation. That's why we think it's no matter if you're against it or you're not. If you're black, it's, if if you're black and you have kids, at some point you think about beating your kids yeah. when they don't listen to you. There's no, you can't Yo. say you don't. I don't care. Like, no. you know, it might be a little nervous tick you have because you're trying to break that cycle. Yo, you know, like I that's understandable. You, wow. That's the truth. Wow. But right that stems there. from slavery. You wow. know, like capital punishment. Same mentality. Bred from slavery, like. So if you have that, just that's just one element of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the foods we eat that, mm -hmm. that we think are delicacies, lobster tails, crab legs, all that stuff. Chitlins. Chitlins, Chitlins. greens, you know, yeah. like all that stuff. Ham hocks, all that stuff is scraps that they feed to slaves. So now, And we still, like you said, took insane. all that right. and made it something better than it was. We took a term. There's a very popular restaurant in Hell's Kitchen right now that serves mm. soul food. Really? Think about that. A popular Manhattan restaurant. Oh, not Manhattan restaurant, but, you know. Uh, a gentrified New York restaurant mm. that serves the same food that you're talking about. Exactly. It's crazy, man. You I know, didn't think and, about and that you have, like that. You have different cultures, majority white people, you know, Caucasian people flocking mm -hmm. mm. to eat these foods you know obsessed with these cultures and and so mm. on and so forth and and it's just it's really it's just mind-boggling that's the only way i can really explain it it reminds me of this funny ass story 
funny or when I look back on it, probably pretty stupid. But I was in three sheets in New Haven and I had this conversation with a guy who right off the rip, he said, I'm a white supremacist. Mm. I'm not sure you want to talk to me. Oh, wow. It was at the pool table. Now, they don't even think they had the pool table back there anymore because they put a photo booth back there. It was stupid, but it used to be this really... I never was a partier, so I used to drop my friends off at Toad Place. And I used to walk over to this bar and play pool, mm. eat really shitty food and cheap beer, chill out, play pool, go pick them all up wherever I could find them. Word. Whether they were <laughs> throwing up in the trash can in front of the taco place, whatever it was, go and find them. But I was talking to this guy. He said, he, that's the first word he said to me. He said, I'm not sure if you want to talk to me because I'm a white supremacist. Um, and I was like, that's a weird thing to say to somebody. And he said, <laughs> yeah, it's like, Yo, bro, ask, you good? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> bro, you good? Yeah. Yeah. Most said, people would walk away. And, and, and this is why I realized now that it was probably stupid I stayed there. But mm. he said, no, nah, I'm drunk as fuck. I don't give a fuck. And I said, I see a black guy walking in with a Tupac's hurt. I'm going to tell him. This is the situation. We're here to, you want to play pool, play pool. I said, okay. He said, all right, brother. I was like, oh, brother. It's mm. like worst thing when you don't drop the R in the other word. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just brother. Uh, so he said, all right, brother. So I said, okay, cool. So we're playing pool. I got to talk to him. You, you immediately said, I don't think you want to talk with me about these yeah. things. I said, all right, tell me what's wrong with a black person. Mm. He said, listen, I got no qualms with you. You took trash and made it something. You took, um, we beat a religion into you and you made it something. He said, if anything, the black person man is the most dangerous man on the earth wow. because you can hand him nothing and he'll make something mm -hmm. of it. He said, and is that's the reason why I've always believed that y'all should go back to where you're from and start your own country because you're too dangerous to have here. That's a whole different perspective. Real talk, right? Wow. So it's not that like, and, and, and I wonder if it's a lens into the idea, the, the counterculture, so to speak, of, of our reality. Mm. You have these people who, is it because they believe that we are inferior because of slavery and, you know, toward the tail end and, you know, citing a seed of rebellion to keep this economic machine going? I don't know. I think it's, they are truly afraid, um, mm. you know, Statistically speaking, or I guess scientifically speaking, um, by the time I'm dead, almost everybody in the United States is going to look like us. Yeah, 100%. Right? Um, we're going to be mixed with something or the other. And no one's going to, I hope anyway, very few people, our kids, my kids' kids, whatever, are going to remember that struggle if we do it right. Mm -hmm. Right now we're doing it wrong. But you know, I'm, I'm familiar with that. You know, with that theory, because, well, it's not even a theory at this point. It's a reality that we're stepping into because I hope so. our deaths are long, but very close mm -hmm. in relative to time. So that's not that long. Nah. You know, that's less than a century. <laughs> For in real. less than a century, there will be no majority, at least. And then is that even in the United States or is that, you know, like right. worldwide? Like how long before worldwide there's no... There's no one race. Right. That's I mean, there's, true. there's no individual races. There's just one solid mixed pot. Right. Yeah, there's not really a predominant one. You know, there can no. be. Yeah. And I mean, whether you talk about African culture and the idea that life sprang almost like a tree and then branched out, or mm. whether you believe in, um, you know, the biblical account in which at some point, um, well, Nimrod, uh, everything was confused and everybody went their separate ways. Mm. No matter what you believe, at some point we all we all came from the same place. We all mm -hmm. gotta we all went. We all are gonna have to come back. How many times have you stepped out your door and not come back home at the end? Yeah, at some point, right? So, oh shit. And so, do you foresee like all right? Because you know, like that's like the most like. You know, go back to Africa is probably like the most, um, cliche, but. Well, the whole kinda go back like, to where you're from thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's kind of <laughs> like, that's tough. Because yeah. I, that's not where I'm from. Right. You know, and, then, and Mally's darker than both of us, and it's still not where he's <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so if, if a white supremacist... <laughs> that right? If a white supremacist is dumb, or a white person in general, or anybody, anybody, anybody was to tell him to uh, go back to where he came watch. from, like... <laughs> You know, what are you telling him to do? Well, here's a, here's a simple question for you. It's a simple question. The answer is compli complicated, but it's a simple question. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
by all rights, Martin Luther King Jr. is hailed as a civil rights icon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is glorified, especially by white, woke culture. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, air quotes, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Did he advocate for integration? No. You know, you want to know something super crazy? I'm so glad you asked me that question <laughs> because I was at work, right? And, like, I've had this thought in my mind for yeah. a while, but there's certain things that you just can't <laughs> say, right? Oh, no, so, <laughs> so I'm going to say it, and I don't want you to edit this out. Do not I'm edit not. this out. I'm not. Edit I'm what I said what? about your address, but hold, do not edit this hold out. Hold that point. I want okay. his answer, too, real quick. All right. Did he advocate for integration? No. Okay, go no. ahead. No, he did not, right? right. So all, Mar- all the civil rights movement was was an advocation for equality. Under the law, right? Under the law. We wanted what the white people had just the same. Mm-hmm. Well, no not the, what they have, but the opportunity. Yeah, the Level opportunity. Foot, to, right, yeah, right? exactly. So it, it's funny you say that because I was joking and I was saying, you know, like um, civil rights activists fought, you know, black people got too proud. Mm. You know, like we we wanted we wanted what the, we wanted to be with the white people. Wow. You know, like like we got too proud. We wanted to be on that level with them. Okay. You know, and that okay. and the joke was, you know, I wouldn't mind my own bathroom oh. or my own water fountain right. or my own coffee shop. You know, like and if you think about it, that how do I put it? If I was to go into business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like me and Mally, like we go into business, right? Mm-hmm. We open up a club. Mm-hmm. It's a private club. Okay. I can let in who I want to let in. He can let in who he wants to let in. Truth. If we choose to only let black people in, mm-hmm. who's to stop us from doing it? The Constitution of the United States. Exactly. Into where, but, 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 but the white people did it. Publicly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Publicly, they did it. But it's because the law is not justice, right? You have yeah, to fight for exactly. justice in the law. Wow. And, like, and so that's where it's kind of crazy to me that we didn't just fight for, like, all right, like, you know, like, we want a water fountain like y'all got. You know, we <laughs> don't want to stick it in the ground that the yeah. dog drinks from. Like, we want a water fountain just like y'all got. Wow. You know, we want a nice bar just like you. We want good schools with with good materials and updated curriculum just like you hospitals that y'all got that we can't we don't have access to that's mm. true. and you i know? think that and i think to some degree i mean that's huge right i mean mm-hmm. those little those things you're talking about those everyday things are necessities <sighs> some people well not bars now. but you know oh bars are necessity <laughs> <laughs> let's get that right out of the way hey, hey, hey. you don't go to drink man you gotta be away sometimes you know <laughs> damn but no nah, that's just yeah, that's that's reality, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. inte- integration, in my opinion, mm-hmm. opinion, capital O, was the single-handed worst thing that could have befelled black people following slavery. Yeah. As mm-hmm. a whole. Yeah. Can you imagine what black culture, what black prominence, what black equality, or not equity, because I don't believe in equity, but black equality. Just went back. Bro. Think Imagine, right, with the theory that black people take trash and turn it into everything imaginable. Right. You know, like, take shit, turn it to gold at this point. Didn't know languages, could, could, weren't allowed to read or write without getting punished for it, didn't have weapons, and still managed to rebel a number of times. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and the, only thing that stopped, <laughs> and the only thing that stopped it was the fearful few. That's it. You know, like, the only thing that stopped, <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that stopped slavery Ooh. from being abolished while slavery was really active, like, from slaves. What's the fear? What's the fear? fear. What's That's the fear? It. Because we outnumbered them. We outnumbered Numbered white people in the South. Oh, yeah. Dave Chappelle said, they beat the humanity out of my people. Mm -hmm. And I've always disagreed with that, what he said. Mm. Because they didn't. They tried, though. They Mm. did. Right? They tried, though. But we're we're more than human as a culture. Mm. And he forced us to be that way. What did three centuries of war do to England? They evolved some of the greatest war machines the world has ever seen, right? Mm -hmm. 300 years galvanized them to a certain reality. Hence why colonialism was so easy for them. Mm. But um, because that brutality, they had honed that in fighting each other for 300 years. What did, what did 300 years of struggle do to us? It mm. galvanized us to not only keep our humanity as a people, as a culture, but to be more than. Hence the whole idea of work twice as hard to get half as much. Mm. As soon as you mm. give us level footing, we do twice what you do in half the time. Yeah. So it's like... That's the idea. When Martin Luther King fights in the civil rights movement, is fighting for equality, 
we didn't give a damn, or at least then, we didn't give a damn about equity. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to catch up and make up for lost time. We wanted equal rights to move forward and build our own. And then they burned down our own a few times, and then all of a sudden, uh, a few people say, well, what about integration? And then all of a sudden, we're like, all right, we're afraid to keep striking out and getting burned down, so mm-hmm. let's integrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where I feel like, so maybe I would I retract my statement on, them, on, on the fact that black people got too proud. Because then, in the sense, we mm. became fearful again. Right. And we reset back to that slave mindset to where, like, all right, like, you know, like, what we had going, it was working for a little bit. You know, we kept trying, we kept trying. Same thing with the rebellions. You know, we you kept, kept trying, trying. <laughs> we kept trying. Eventually, a white man had to step in. Wow. Yeah, that's true, right? I mean, think. Imagine if a, a white well, man had to step in. Don't Trump? whisper it. Talk. No, Trump? no, not Trump. Oh. Not Trump. I'm talking about Abraham Lincoln. Oh, well, uh, no. The first well, white man to advocate for Because I already. Obviously, no, I'm bringing it current. No, I was just bringing oh, it current. current. I was just bringing oh, it current. Okay, okay, no, okay. No, no. But, like, if, if you really think about it, Abraham Lincoln owned. The Civil War was only fought to stop the secession of oh, yeah. of the South from the Union. That was it. Oh, it was literally it. That was it. Well, the, it black, the black people were just an incentive. It was just like, because that's what the degree. economy was based off of. Mm. Yeah, I mean, was, if you if your whole economy is based off of raw materials and, and cheap labor slash no labor costs, then mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to hurt you. I mean, France, in 1776, I think they abolished slavery. Mm-hmm. So um, for them, they felt those impacts. Those were real. I mean, you could read it in the newspaper here in the United States about the economic collapse of France at that time. So mm-hmm. I, I could see why you'd be afraid of that. I mean... I don't think you should retract your statement, though, and the reason why is because when you delve into the true fall of um, of Africa's kingdoms, mm. you realize that pride was their downfall. Mm. This was a culture that was so steeped in knowledge in which... Now, this is... Some people like to think this is up for debate, but this is archaeologically proven, scientifically proven. Historians have seeked to disprove it and end up proving it more. But at some point, the African continent had kingdoms on it which were revered for knowledge and wealth. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that multiple multiple sources. However, it was pride that was the downfall of that. Mm. Um, mm. Now, that's conjecture. Um, that's the part we'll never really know, right? There's not enough text left around for, each, for us to even remember our languages if we wanted to delve back into our culture and our people. Never mind, you know, where they were economically or, or, or philosophically, but... At some point, most historical texts agrees that Africa was a center of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we fell because of a prideful notion that because we had we hit this certain step of enlightenment, we were free from the human reality, the human condition. Mm. Um, I think it was that blindness that allowed for um, European slavery to come into existence mm. um, and is culminated into where we are now. I mean, speaking as a culture, as a people, we've all adopted identities um, according to our reality. Um, mm. I can't trace myself back to an African ancestor. Neither can I. But we all know we did, right? Because some point, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, do you know your, your African ancestor's name? Um, and the fact that we even have to say African, and we're not mentioning, you say Connecticut, I know where Connecticut is. Yeah. Right? You know, How many you of say us? South Sudan. Yeah. Do you know exactly mm-hmm. where South Sudan is? <laughs> like, come on. Do you know where the Ibogo tribe is? Like, no. For real, you right? Know, like, you don't know any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, and if, you, and if you do, you're so far removed from it, that they're not even going to recognize oh. you. Mm. So would you say they're foreign to you now? Mm. Mm. So we're a people of which we're viewing our homeland as foreign to us mm-hmm. and still have managed to succeed in some wow. degree. Imagine if we clicked it. Imagine. Imagine. But then that's the issue because you have, and like this has been observed from um, first generation immigrants from Africa coming mm-hmm. to America and, you know, like having first generation African American citizens, you know, like mm-hmm. modern times, you know, now because... There's no quote unquote racism. There's no segregation. Like oh, it's all gone immediately. It's all yeah, gone yeah, yeah. apparently now. Like Poof. you know, like we're cool. But and they don't like black people. That's fair. They don't like the American black person. No, you know, like they they don't they don't want us wearing dashikis. They don't want us you know jacking their style. They don't 
Right. Because they don't uh, they don't associate us with that. They don't associate us with a culture. We're now we're now doing that thing that we talk about all the time in this in this country, which culture is called cultural appropriation. appropriation. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so. Now, imagine in some reality, in the grand reality of fiction, I guess, um, which is kind of a double entendre, but whatever. Um, Mm. Imagine a universe where instead of integrating, we clung to black separatism. And Mm. we indeed worked our wealth, we returned our wealth back to our country and built our country back up. How many years do you think it would have taken for us to ascribe a continent back to some semblance of normalcy? 300. Well, because you would have... Right? Yeah. The exact amount of time that was taken away from us. Mm. They did the math already. Mm. That's it. 300 years, and we could have... We would have... And that, what that means is... Think about how long it took to establish the United States. What's that book? How to Train a Nigga? Mm-hmm. Make, no, 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 no. Serious. It's yeah, called How to Make a Nigga. Yeah. It's How to Make a Nigga. <sighs> White dude wrote it. Jim Crow? Jim Crow okay. laws. Mm. Think about that. They did the math on this shit. 300 years. Down to our chemicals, bro. The cure, the cure to cancer was in a black woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. Modern gynecology, mm-hmm. black woman sacrifice, and that's that's some seriously demonic they, fucked up shit. Experiments, yo, like all that. Yo, the fuck with the black woman's womb the way they do. I've seen so many um, parents my age now say mm-hmm. we're looking for black pediatricians because mm-hmm. it's clear that you know not everybody's like that, but it's clear that the practices that they have in, adopted from you know wherever they got it from from school and shit, mm-hmm. it's clear it's bent backwards. Yeah, the care is bent backwards. One hundred ninety percent. I see it when I go to the damn ER. I know. Lord forgive me, but anybody with kids and gotta go to Backus or LM, you can attest to this. How many times you go to the fucking hospital and you see white babies waiting? Yo, mm. for real though. And then your kid got something going on. And I mean, I mean, I raise hell. I'll leave in handcuffs before, you know, something happens to my kid, but yeah, that's true. Like, it's crazy Zero how they times. manipulated the womb. Mm. They're what? smart. And we, it wasn't an accident. They're smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're smart. Because the, the women got two wombs. They got the belly and the mind. We got mm. one. We got our mind. They're yeah. smart. They took out the powerful one. They're smart. That's true. Mm, that's and true. they're always fucking with the black woman. Hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lips. Mm-hmm. Body. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at uh, Black China. Uh, Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Look, look what they doing. That's true. Look what they doing now. Granted, their movements are great. No disrespect to them, but look how we got to pop out like that. Facts. Mm-hmm. Women look like that, bro. Now, now, not to play devil's advocate here, not, and not because I believe the statement I'm about to say, but I'm interested in what you have to say to reply. Yeah. When someone says, well, they did that to themselves, that's their esteem issues with their reality. What do you say to that? What do you say to someone who says, well, they, they did that? I, that can't, first, I, can't I, say, I can't say they did it to themselves. I can't say. Okay. Because, again, it, everything goes back to these systems in life. Mm-hmm. The system was already put in place. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now we could say it was their, it was their free will. It was their decision to yeah. make, to take that route. But that's where the success was lined up. Mm-hmm. So of course, everybody's going to take it. Yeah, and right. I mean, if you look at it, the 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 accentuated features of a black woman's body have been ex, um, extorted mm. for monetary gain mm. for centuries now. Mm. You, uh, uh, Nina Simone, or uh, what was the, there was another lady, they preserved her body in a museum. I forgot mm. what her name was, but they literally preserved this woman's body in a museum for like years. You know, mm. and, and she was a main attraction. You know, they put, so, so the, um, the obsession and the infatuation with the black woman's body stems far from just, you know, lip surgeries and, and, um, and, and implants and so on and Strip so clubs. forth. Like, yeah. Because then you have a whole, then you have a cultural appropriation with the females who aren't, because, and then is that, is that cultural appropriation or is that, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like the appropriation of physical features, like I, I, in some ways, I think yeah, because in the same breath, will you'll say, well, I want these things Mm. that this the black woman has. Um, Both our culture, which is sad to say, it's true. I think some of the slave mentality, you know, comes into play there. Mm. Um, Personal responsibility for continuing to think that way, Mm. I think, but. um, In the same breath, we glorify the black woman's figure. We degrade degrade her um mm. you know Most uh, how many people think oh well you're beautiful for a black woman right um yeah. and i'm not even talking about white people who say that. i'm talking about like black, I've black people men say that i've yeah, said that myself that's a cute black woman right like and why you got to bring that in there right um mm. 
if the the fact that many of us are naturally attracted to someone who's who doesn't look like us is just genetics it's just survival instinct mm. but the fact that we have to quantify that by separating black and white mm. is very much the slave mentality no and that's where i think that's you know like not to bring myself into it too much you know but i i found that i i'm attracted to all women mm mm-hmm. mhm you know, and that goes as far as, you know, like, that goes as far as race. <laughs> right. You know, mm. like, obviously, you're going to discriminate with physical features. Everyone does. Mm. No matter what, because yeah. you have to be physically attracted to somebody first. Yeah, that's because true. Because your sight, that's the first thing you do. You don't hear somebody. You might hear somebody's voice. That might attract you. But then after that, like you're going to look at them. Cause if, <laughs> and if they're ugly, like, damn, she got a nice voice. You know, you turn back around and enjoy your drink. But, Yo. but, but as far as, you know, like race is involved, like, you know, if I see, if I see an attractive woman, you know, she's attractive. Yeah. You know, like now somebody be like, oh, who? I might be like, oh, like that dark skin girl over there. Oh, or, a or, yeah, or that, that Asian girl over there. So, you know, like, but but then that I'm forced into that corner by making a description. Like, I have no other way. Mm. You know, like I could say that girl over mm. there. But what if there's a crowd of people? You know, like it's all circumstantial. Right. And I think that's the fine line. Right. I mean, a race shouldn't be taboo either. Mm-hmm. Right. We shouldn't feel like we have to be quiet. and say, Oh, yo, that that white girl, <laughs> that, that black girl. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, but yeah, man, I mean, in me, you know, funny enough, I always co-signed to the other idea, um, which is like, I, I always told myself I was going to end up with a strong and powerful black woman. That was always my goal. Right. And, and um, not to blow up your spot. Right, who, but I married a white there? woman. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know? Not only did I marry a white woman, she is, she is about white as white can be. And and um, raisins in the potato salad. Yo, not. I mean, she. Thank God she's not like that. Cause yeah. oh my God, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I had to say it. I no, had for to say sure. That. But I like. I, no, I this think is right. no, culturally. This is right. Oh no, for sure. Yeah. And but this is what I was saying was that I almost felt hypocritical within myself for even mm. being attracted to her initially when I met her. And this mm. was back in high school I met her. Yeah. Um, and. I think some of that is still this idea that we got to, it's been ingrained in us or it should have been at some point um, that we have to like do more for us. We got to stay with our people. We got to, you know, to, to, to go beyond that is to betray our people. Mm. Um, And I think some of that is the seed of the same pride that left us open um, to be destroyed. Okay, so you yeah. as um, as a mixed race individual, oh, yeah. right? Especially being a black and white, you oh, know, like yeah. you know, you're a controversy a controversy baby as as I am. <laughs> you know, I don't refer myself to that, but that's what it is. Like I'm cool know, for sure. We're bred in controversy, <laughs> like that's what it is. Oh yeah, we gotta so, act white with our white family. So now, black black family. So now do yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. like you settling down with a white woman? is necessarily you know because obviously you identify as a black man oh i have to i don't know the choice i don't have exactly you know understandable so so do you yourself because yourself you identify as a person you Mm -hmm. know like i I assume you don't sit there every morning wake up and be like i'm a black man like you know (laughs) you might that might be empowering to some people who knows you know don't know no disrespect if you do that. that I no, no, no. That. But yeah, anyway, yeah, right, right, right. But, <laughs> but, um, but you're a person first. Yeah. Right? I'm a human so, first. So, and then you as a mixed race individual and oh, being yeah. of the two most controversial races to be mixed in America <sighs> is, um, do you really feel as if you are betraying your your people in a sense as to where like you you have another side of you that that's a hard question man you know that's a hard question yeah i don't even know if i can answer that um at all Mm. um because it's something that was a real struggle for me Mm. uh when i started to start dating um my wife um because at the time i don't date i don't date 
or I didn't date to just casually date. If I was casually dating, we were fucking, that was it. I mean, yeah. and everybody knew what it was. And if you caught feelings, that's your problem. I mean, um, and that was, that was, some of that is our generational culture, right? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I think we've kind of mastered the concept of separating physical contact from don't worry about emotional it. being. Right. It's in our blood, too. It's in our blood. But we're not going to blow sure. up anybody's spots. No, so. we chilling. We chilling. Um, but I, I grappled with that concept of betraying because half of me, literally, mm. I felt like, all right, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm betraying half of my being by, by falling in love with a woman um, who isn't indicative of where I identify, right? I mean... Wow. Um, but some of that too was kind of like, well, fuck that because I've, you're mixed, you know, yeah. you got to act a little bit, the air quotes, I love air quotes, but you can't do air quotes on audio. So air quotes, white with your white family, black with your black family. Um, if you're fortunate enough to have both those families in your life, I mean, I was yeah. disowned till six or seven years old by my white family. Mm. Um, I didn't establish a relationship with them. And this is something I don't have a memory of even, um, but stories related to me by my mother afterward. Yeah. Um, she wasn't, she was basically excommunicado because she had mm. children with a black man. Um, yeah. Now, growing up, how did that impact you? I identified as black. How does it impact any other mixed person? Yeah. You identify as black? Yeah, I identify okay. as black. <laughs> one, I have no choice. <laughs> Two, my father's black. You yeah. know, and I grew up with the majority of my, my black family. Like, but it's funny because I I didn't I wasn't ostracized, mm. right? But my black family when I was younger made it very clear mm. that I was white. Uh, you know that I you know uh, so they made it very clear you know like uh, and, and I don't know where it was coming from so I'm not gonna say like yeah you do mm -hmm. guess if you, uh, if you don't know it's coming from guess. ignorance okay thank ultimately. you ultimately cause you knew yeah <laughs> okay. so and like it's fucked up you yeah. know cause it puts you in a weird spot cause then you go to school so you're like whoa Mm. You know, like these white kids don't really seem like they're fucking with me like that. No, you know, I was fortunate to where I fit in with multiple groups of people, you know, throughout my school years to where it made me well grounded. But and then I was embraced by my white family, mm -hmm. you know, like and I never felt I knew, obviously, I looked different. Like, you know, I'm not stupid. You right. know, I can look in a mirror. <laughs> and so I knew I looked different, but I didn't feel different. Did you ever feel you had to behave differently in their presence? N no, because my grandmother brought me up very respectfully. So that's mm. just how I acted everywhere. You know, like right, I, right. I was I conducted myself accordingly, accordingly, wherever I was in public, right. you know, like even with my black family. But then with your black family, when you're well-mannered like that, it makes you look white. White, right. You know? So then they're like, you know, like, especially growing up, like, or you, I might sound white, you know, so on and so forth. Like, mm -hmm. and so over the years, um, I don't know, like, it's definitely a huge identity crisis when your own family, like, oh, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. one side. And then you have the side, like, with the white side, they try to, like, not, like, mask that you're black, but, like... Oh, yeah, they do. But, like, not, <laughs> but not like, talk about it. No, 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 yeah. It you know, they won't bring it up. It's, it's noted. Yeah, Everybody knows It's a silent this. mask. Yeah. You know, like... By, but they think by ignoring it, it will somehow go away. Yeah. Um, no. And it's not a bad thing. I don't say it's inherently an evil concept, but mm. the reality of the situation is, I mean... Um, race, the co the conversation of race is going to naturally make white people uncomfortable, especially if they love someone who is black or mixed race. Yeah. Right? Like, your white family loves you. Yeah. They would never want you to feel different or, uh, or less than or yeah. ostracized in any yeah. way. Um, and in time, that same thing happened with my white family. <laughs> They love me to death. Oh, you got a cat's ass in your face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she don't care. Yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, I think to some degree, I, it's a tough little weather to master. And I hope that as time goes on and most people look mixed race, that that's not going to even be a conversation anymore. But, no. I mean... But, okay, so do you think, this is a question I kind of want to ask, but, like, I was okay. waiting until he circled back into the whole, like, you know, 
uh, um, you know, like one race of people in a sense. Like, cause yeah. to a degree, it wouldn't be one race of people. It would just be like one common mm. feature. Yeah. Which would be skin color because there'd still be different facial structures, like so on and Absolutely. so forth. Like and genetics features. are weird. So. Yeah. And then, and then the, the evolution of that will like make, create new facial features and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So do you believe that when race or color is no longer an option that there will be something else because <laughs> because when they took away when they brought school uniforms into effect oh yeah it was always something else you know yeah. I now it's like alright like you don't have a Ralph Lauren polo uniform shirt mm. you don't have like Dickie's uniform pants like you know like right. you got your shits from Walmart or like your shits is ragged and you're getting like, busted you know, off of that or your yeah. shoes cause they didn't have a dress code on shoes so like no. somebody still got Skechers the same Skechers on they had in the 5th grade and we in the 7th grade like yo what's going on like that's not in their control so oh. now you're, the color of your skin is not in your control that's true. You know, like, what's next? So now, what's what are we gonna what are what are we gonna find next? Because it, it's in our nature, I've, evidently. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a spot out in differences in people and and mm. um, oh, I lost the word for it. There's in um, neg- make it negative, right? You know, like they took um a, Italians and Jewish people like with their noses, like yeah. you know, they have you know, notably larger noses. Mm-hmm. And then, or or even with black people, black people have notably, noticeably mm-hmm. larger mm-hmm. Noti- noses and lips and, and jaw structures. And we tend to be larger in size. And then as a mixed race person, you, you don't know where you're going to fall in that. Right. Because size necessarily, like, that's straight genetics. You know, you could be white and large. You could be in Indian and large and so on and so forth. But generally speaking, most black people, especially black men, are more athletic. They're they're more muscular. Like, well, you, they the, killed off all the weak ones. So what yeah, you, from you know, us? like <laughs> look at the NFL and the NBA. <laughs> yeah. like, like, and it's of, only a matter of time before we take over hockey because there's already like there's two black hockey players. Once, what if Dave Chappelle said that too? Once, yeah. <laughs> One day, yo, I'm telling you, you one make day we're gonna ring warm, and you gonna you gonna yeah, find out, really? you know. You know, listen, uh, y'all. I love the hour conversation. I love yeah. it because we honestly didn't feel like an hour. Oh no, it was good. Like I want to keep going. That was like I didn't like talking, but yeah, right. No, we definitely got part two. If I didn't have a life, this is the stuff we gotta put on Patreon. Bump that, like where we just keep talking. Oh yeah, the long ones, right? I know. Oh, like the full, yeah, three-hour conversation. Full yeah. ones, right? Guys, all that's just coming, but you already know what I got to do before, I, before we close out of here. D man, you already know what we got to do. What's up, player? <clears throat> we got to pay some bills. We definitely got to pay some bills. Pay, pay, pay so, some bills. if you having a hard time finding a fragrance for your night out, uh huh, uh huh, uh. Mally J, man. where can these people go? I got you right. Stem in nineteen eighty-eight. Stem in nineteen eighty-eight. Smelling fresh for the hose. Smelling fresh everywhere you go. And you can smell fresh on a budget. Remember that. Make sure you use code Hoodie10. Hoodie10. Get that discount. You're going to pay for this shit, bro. I, we don't wear that cheap fragrance around here. That Dollar Tree Adidas shit. <laughs> or that Dollar Tree. What's the one in the blue bottle? It's got like a little dove swing on it. You guys know what I'm talking about. Everybody had it. What? Might have just oh, been. No, man. Sorry, never mind. Let me not embarrass myself. Let me pay another bell. You the privilege? My fault. <laughs> 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 oh, here we go. And then otherworldly. Shout out to otherworldly. Otherworldly. They got this... some real fire merch. I was on their website earlier. They today. just sold out the shorts. Really? Yeah, one of the black pair. Don't worry, I'll get us some. I'll get some. Yo, Evo. Come on, bro. He I talk about him every day on podcast. Come on, damn it. But anyways, make sure you use code. Hoodie talk. Hoodie talk. For that one. Don't get them mixed up. Please don't. Because you're going to not get your discount. You're going to be tight. And then you're going to be DMing us. Yeah. Like, DMing work. Talking about, yo, <laughs> the discount didn't work. Now y'all got them confused. So definitely check that out, guys. And uh, if you have any businesses, any affiliation, matter of fact, Davion, I know you got something going on. You got a lot going on. <laughs> Shout out your business, your pages, your number, whatever you got to do, do. Oh, me? Uh, nah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm a transient individual. So uh, if you're looking for any uh, consultations for various home projects, remodeling, or anything else like that, 
check out Modern Home Solutions. Uh, right now, I predominantly work with security work. Uh, so if you're looking to make your home safer, automated, um, fire, home, burglar, anything like that, uh, get in touch with me. We can make it happen. Definitely, because um, shit's getting wild out here. Shit is getting crazy. I hear that fire alarm go off very often next to my location. That's crazy. So definitely be safe out here, Times y'all. are getting hard. People are breaking into homes and cars and all types of stuff like that. So make sure be safe. you got your security systems in check. And if you got kids, man, be safe, bro. Yo, be out for here real, stupid it's shit. crazy right you now. You got someone to go home to. Be safe out here. Please be safe. But y'all, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. This is, this is just part one. This is. I, I might have to make this happen next Monday. I didn't realize an hour going by, man. That's some stuff. That man. was beautiful. That was like a beautiful yeah. hour. That was, that was divine. It was fire. That was divine. I love conversations like this. Yeah. That man. was. Yeah. Not often we get to have this. Because, all right, now that we're like not like recording, recording yeah, yeah, anymore, yeah. did you see that? What's good, Hoodie Talk family? Thank you for listening to this episode with me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Listen, do me a favor before you skedaddle out of here. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Yes, please. Subscribe to our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, comment, do all that great stuff. Listen, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace out, fam.